let's begin. This is uh, the leftist and chill one-on-one interview show. Um, and um, I don't know, what, what should people know about it? I, uh, I, I get to chat with my friends. We get to invite people on to share their journey leftward, to talk about their life a little bit, what they're up to. And, uh, and then, of, of course, we have uh, a little bit of uh, uh, advice time, like uh, if you could share life hacks or about your life or, you know, maybe uh, things that could help push people left. I don't know. And then lastly, we have the Inquisition. I have a, a series of questions. And what I'll do is drop the most recent version of the... Uh, of the format. I just want to make sure you have that and I'll drop that in the in the Skype chat as well if you want to take a peek at that. Uh, and follow along as we go. Maria, we've invited you here in the spirit of building lefty unity, power and strength. And uh, in that same spirit, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for being willing to uh, to share your story and everything else. What I'd love to begin with really quickly is uh, if you could just sort of give yourself the big shout out uh, you know, where you are and what you do. Well, I'm Marie. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm actually a social worker. I've been uh, practicing with my master's for six years, but in social work for 10 years altogether. Um, And I'm also uh, a co-host on the podcast Worst Week Yet. Uh, Worst Week Yet with, uh, with uh, uh, Andrew Hillary and, uh, and uh, you got a, you got a friend Danny that pops on every now and then. Dan, Danny, I'm sorry. Yeah, Dan Davin. Um, it's okay. funny because he's actually like my little brother. Uh, okay. We've known each other for years, yeah. and um, he's just he's so funny and he's so smart and talented. We had him on as a guest because we knew like when we started this because Andy and Dan grew up together. Okay. So we knew when we started this, we wanted him on. Um, but it just ended up that he just worked so well with the two of us. That we were like, we got to get him on as a co-host. So he's on usually every Sunday, but he's going. He's in college right now. He's trying to finish up. So we've been getting okay. on his shit about uh, taking off to study. Like, how dare you try to make your life better? What? Who, who does that, right? That's absolutely. Exactly. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that. <laughs> uh, where can folks find you on the social media? Looks like Sandernista412. Right. Yep. That's my Twitter. Um, it's not a professional Twitter or anything. Obviously, I just a lot of it is just like my mo- like my thoughts that go in my head. Um, and it's like weird because when I first like started Twitter, it was just really to go on, and I knew that there was a lot of Bernie action and stuff on there. But um, it's weird because like I I try not to pay attention to like likes and and you know any of that stuff. Um. Cause I just, I don't do it for that. It's just me saying my thoughts. Um, and if people think it's funny, that's cool. If I'm teaching somebody something about whatever, you know, juvenile justice or whatever, that's cool. Um, but I just try to, you know, I'm you, I'm on Twitter. Uh, you know, that's, that's my big social media. So I think you're great on Twitter. People y'all should Thank you. be following the Sandernista four one two. uh, and 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 of course the Sandernistas uh, references uh, what what this this group of uh, where where were they in in South America and and I I I remember looking it up at one point but now I'm forgetting. You know what I am literally I I couldn't tell you <laughs> um, but it was a love it but what I the reason I did it because like it was a play uh, like yeah. I didn't know how left Twitter worked I didn't know how oh like any God. of that 
Um, cause I had used Twitter like years ago when I was like doing, uh, helping throw like rap shows and stuff. Um, but the Sandernese that just came from like this mixture of one Bernie Sanders, Sanders. um, and two, the Clash album, Sandernese oh, okay. stuff because of the Sandernese and government and stuff. So yeah, it was a play yeah. on like those three okay. things. And then Love 412, that. of course, cause I got to shout out the best city in the country. Pittsburgh. Wait, where is for, for Pittsburgh is 412? Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I, I should know better. I'll I'll know next time. I will know better. <laughs> now you know. Pittsburgh love, right? Um, uh, uh, so that's funny. I like that. What I'd love to ask about next is, you know, just I don't like like topically what's on your mind, what's grinding your gears these days. Maria, what's uh, what's what's taking up rent in your mind? Uh, taking up space in your mind rent free? Well, all weekend it was just graffiti because that yeah. was like what I was like going down to like look at it in Miami. But um, yeah. immediately, obviously, the Dante Wright murder. Um, and okay. today, um, fighting with liberals about the border situation. Okay. Uh, you know, it's to them, it's oh, well, it's it's better than it was uh, now than it was under Trump. No, it's not. It's not. Um and when it comes to kids, everybody knows. Like, I'm pretty chill on Twitter. I'll make fun of, like, blue check people and whatever. But, like, and, and I'm nice to everyone. I don't get mm -hmm. involved in, like, drama. I, I don't, I'm not in group chats for a reason. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. that's just not me. That's just not who I am. But when anybody comes after, and we'll talk about it, obviously, mm -hmm. when it comes to kids and what kids and, and just children in general go through in this country, I'm going to come at you. Like, and I'm going to come at you hard. Um, so right now, like the border situation today is on my mind. Okay. Because um, it's very hard to be a social worker um, and be somebody that has fought for kids for so long to see people try to, like, explain away what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes me sick um, because I see childhood trauma every day and what we're doing to these kids is we are emotionally traumatizing them by the way that we're treating them mm -hmm. i get the trump what trump did was cruel to separate them from their parents it was one of the cruelest things that i think that man ever did mm -hmm. um on top of so many other things but the the biden situation is not making this any better in fact they're making it worse they're not listening to professionals um so that's on my mind today. I was pissed off, but you know. What are the professionals saying that they're not listening to? How, how, do you mind holding my hand through that? Yeah. Like, like I'm fine um, for something. So kids shouldn't be incarcerated. Kids shouldn't be in an institution, right? Um, residential facilities with a group of, of children should be of last resort. You shouldn't be removing a child from a home, right? Now, at this point, they're removed, right? They're in our country. There are, um, because the, the system is moving away from what we call congregate care, meaning a child out of the home in a facility, we're moving away from that. We're going to community, um, more community centers and teaching foster parents and adoptive parents how to deal with these issues, right? Um, so they were told, we have multiple facilities around the country that are empty, that are not being used that have beds, that have gyms, that have schools, that have all of that. They were told by professionals that these are where the kids should be. There should not be a, a, a 
40 kids in an area in a small area. Um, when you have a group of children together, children that have been traumatized, right? They're going to do things that are scary, really scary. So you're seeing sexual assaults um, in these facilities. You're seeing kids have these, and it, it's a traumatic reaction to what is happening. Um, it's not these children's fault that they're going to engage in these behaviors. And I also don't think that, you know, look, they were going to be traumatized anyways, right? Because they're away from their families. Mm-hmm. And we were going to have to deal with that at the end of the day. But this, we're making it worse. We're not, get, we're, this is inhuman. They're sleeping in shifts. Like everybody knows when you're thrown off your routine as adults, it fucks you up. What does that do to a kid that's already in fear mode? You know, like these kids are, we all have that fight, flight, or freeze um stress response these kids are in that 24 7 and we're not doing anything to make it better it's absolutely disheartening because like there's this like part of you like this isn't america this isn't us but it's very much us because it's happening and we can't seem to fucking stop it and yep this has been us this has been us for years for centuries. I mean, we started the first juvenile court in 1899, I want to say, and that was in Cook County, Illinois. Um, but at the end of the day, we've just the pendulum keeps swinging back and forth. So it's either punishment, 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 or they go a little bit to rehabilitation, but then it goes right back. Um, we're seeing a movement towards rehabilitation, but we still have kids being charged as adults. We still have juveniles or we still have people that were charged as juveniles and given life without parole, still sitting there serving their sentences. Um, We, you know, there's still congregate care, regardless of if we're moving away from it or not. Um, America has done this for years, for centuries to children. Um, This is America. This is who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Depressing. Yeah. Well, Maria, I appreciate you sharing that with us, and I want you to to consider yourself our our uh, uh, our, our correspondent uh, in in all of your expertises, uh, uh, be it uh, 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 juvenile justice and uh, and and, and every, anything related. Uh, you know, I, I would love to have you back on sometime to go even more into depth uh, into what we're chatting about right now. Sounds good. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. All Thank right. you. That's a very you know, it's always weird to hear the word expert and expertise. Like when I first became one, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm an expert. I'm an expert. But the more that I go through, you know, being a, cl- a, a clinical therapist and all of that, you learn. So you can't. Yeah, I know like uh, more than the average person about this stuff. But like I'm constantly learning. You know what I mean? But it it makes me feel good that you do feel like, you know. Like that I can, and I will come on anytime. I, I love that. Um, and I, I think I've, I've mentioned this to you before, but I used to be in a Johnny Cash tribute act. And through that and through other, you know, just media that I've, I'd exposed myself to, I'd, I'd, I, I, I would also love one day to be able to consider myself uh, an activist um, for the imprisoned. And, and, uh, and um, 
So, but I, I obviously you, you, you bring a specific angle, uh, a specific angle to the table that I appreciate very much. Um, and Thank so I, I'm really looking forward to having more and more chance about that down the road. In terms of this interview, we're going to go ahead and dig in. We can go ahead and talk more. If you have, if you, have, if you want to talk more in depth about current projects, professional or leftist related, if you want to talk more about your podcast, um, now's the time to share about that. All right. Well, let's get to the serious stuff first, right. I guess. Uh, yeah. So right now I'm still working as a, a therapist. I work with children and families. Um, I have a specialty again in systems, juvenile justice, um, children that have been through significant trauma um, and also attachment. So one of the mm-hmm. things that we've learned over the years um, is attachment is so important. So it, when kids have had that disrupted attachment, they have these they can have these severe behaviors that can scare parents. Um, So I've worked with kids who have been in adoptive homes, but have been what they call disrupted where the adoptive parents can no longer take care of that child due to the significant trauma. Um, So I do that. Uh, I am working with uh, a law center on a case um, against um, solitary confinement and use of force. I'm looking at um, how PTSD plays a role um, in what this particular client needs in terms of therapy for the rest of her life. Um, And I also am uh, starting to do some things. There's um, uh, an organization called Troubled. They have a podcast as well, and they're doing a lot of stuff when it comes to the troubled teen industry, which is basically you're putting kids in place. was basically a system where you could pay them to fix your troubled teen, right? They would charge parents thousands and thousands of dollars, but they weren't doing any therapy there. They were abusing them. Um, Paris Hilton came out, I think it was like six months ago, and talked about her experience. So I've been trying to help them out, uh, just sharing their stuff. And um, I mean, I'm excited to kind of do some more work with them. Um, yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Cornelius Frederick was killed um, at a placement in Michigan um, at Lakeside Academy, which has been closed. Uh, so they're they're doing great. They're doing great work. Um, so I've been uh, chatting with them a little bit. On the fun side, though, sure. Um, worst we get. So <laughs> you know, I'm not a podcaster, and I tell people that all the time. Um, I think it's fun. Like, really, I look at this as I'm having fun with my friends. Um, Andrew and Dan are like my brothers. Uh, You know, like, they, I I love them. Like, we're just, like, kind of a family. But I think what's cool is us bringing on, like, a lot of people from the left that we just think are interesting. Um, You know, that we know from Twitter. Like, well, oh, all right. Like, you know, we had Kenzo on. We've had... Cole James Cash on. We had the guy from Eve Six, Max. Yep. Max is so dope, dude. Yeah. He's so funny. Um, but it's like we really we don't really interview anyone. We just talk about the news. Well, we pick like the worst stories of the week. Um, <laughs> and we just try to make fun of them as much as we can. Yeah. Um we, you know, it was we've had a lot of cool people on, and we just really we invite people on that we think are funny that we think have something to add to the conversation. We really don't care about like clout or anything like that. We're really just having fun. Um, But we do, we call ourselves the least informed podcast on the (laughs) left. 
because Andrew's like, I'm not fucking doing research. But it's yeah, but it's funny because like there's like Yinzers that like say to us, dude, this is how I get my news. And I'm like, no, Uh-oh. no, it's like, don't get your news from us. I mean, like, yeah, we're should telling be a warning you, at the top of the show. Right. Like, Please get your you, news elsewhere. Yeah. Like we're telling you story. We're telling you news stories and stuff. And we are doing some research. But at the end of the day, like we're really just trying to Andrew and I call it traumedy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Like we're trying to make Gosh. like depressing shit funny just to get by. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah, it's a so, life skill. Yeah, listen, it worked for both my parents dying. I mean, people think that like I'm because I do make morbid jokes. Um, yeah. but that's just the way that I handle it. It's you know, it, traumedy is something that has helped me process my own shit. You know, so yeah. so I'd say we're a traumedy least informed podcast. Um, we, I've listened into the podcast. I love it very much. Y'all are, y'all are great. You got a great thing going. Um, Thank you. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, if you don't care about clout, then I'd be a great guest. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we were, we already had you on our list. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Just cause you're a cool person. Hey. That's really, you know, and you do, you do make an impact on the left because you bring oh. people from the left on. So don't think that you're not an activist, you know? Are you an organ? No, you're not an organizer, but who, you know, there's not, not everybody's an organizer. Everybody plays right. a role, you know? So right. I'm trying to figure my role out. You'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. It's You'll a work there, in progress. Yeah. We're getting there. Absolutely. This is like a step. Yeah. I appreciate that. Never stop giving me compliments. Okay. Well, I'll give them to you. <laughs> I love giving people compliments. Uh, I love receiving them. Hell it's yeah. one of my favorite things. Um, all right, so have you met my cat, Yoshimi? No, but I've seen it. I've seen your cat before. Come here. <laughs> oh. She's also very chatty. What? This is up? Yoshimi. Hi, Yoshimi. Oh. Hi. Say, say some words. She'll say something. That was very profound. She's very chatty, except for right now, of course. Uh, right. <laughs> oh. she is. I love you. My cat's sitting right here, but she's she'll run as soon as I try to pick her up. You got a little fur baby? Yeah, I got two. I got yeah. a dog and a cat. Um, yeah. So Loka is a black cat. She's 13. She's real playful, real friendly. Uh, and Bowie is going to be four. He's a rescue. I rescued him. At nine months, he's a chug. So a he's chug? a Yeah, he's a Chihuahua pug. Um, very weird combination, but Chihuahua. he's very cute. But he's very needy at times, and he's just, <laughs> but he's hilarious, you know. Yeah. So those oh, are my it, two babies. Is this your papa right here? Hold on. Oh my gosh. That's Bobo's. Oh my gosh. Hi. That's I want to be a further friend. That's Hell all yeah. I want. All I want to make is is little friends for baby friends all right maria this is the leftist and chill podcast and uh let's see if how, how we're gonna dig in yoshi is my boom operator as well she she has lots of opinions about where my microphone should go um that that we haven't really talked about yet yoshi we have to agree on these things okay so we've talked a bit about uh yeah 
about uh, what you're up to. Uh, what I would love to talk about now is sort of your, what I would call a leftward bound journey. Now, you don't have to define in any way your your ideology or politics. If you don't want to, you're more than welcome to, if you like. But I was wondering what helped along the way um, in your journey to, to quote unquote push you left, uh, left enough that you've ended up on this show. Lost enough that I've ended up on the show. Yeah, right here. Um, so I was always like I grew up as a liberal. Okay. Um, my grand, my great grandparents had John Kennedy, a picture of John Kennedy on their wall. Oh um, and they were Italian immigrants. Uh, in my aunt's, my great aunt was extremely into politics. She worked for uh, Mayor Sophie Masloff for a time right. in Pittsburgh. So when Clinton was running, she was very, um, I was, I think I was like, no, I was, older. I was like eight. Um, and she, I always wanted to, they used to call me ears as a kid because I always wanted to listen in. So I grew up as a liberal. Um, mm -hmm. I protested against Bush. I was at his second inauguration. Um, mm -hmm. I volunteered for Obama both times. I was vote blue no matter who. Yeah. And that was that. Um, I started falling out of like love with politics when Obama started disappointing me. And at that point in time, I was just like, dude, I don't even care anymore. I can't do this. I'm going to focus on social work. Um, and while I was doing that, I started noticing a lot of things of how money controls everything. Right. So I'd sit in these treatment team meetings about kids that needed to be placed in um, facilities for mental health issues. And, it was like a battle between counties and these placements of how much a kid costs, right? Because it co it's very expensive to institutionalize a child. Uh -huh. um, and the more that kids, the more severe kids' behaviors are, the more money they're worth. Okay. Um, and I've watched facilities take kids that shouldn't be there, that are too severe, but they've taken it for the money. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. What I mean, the it's. Fuck. Super fucked up. I mean, and, and as oh. somebody who worked in a facility, when you have a group of kids, right, that have similar problems and you are able to get like the, they call it like therapeutic milo or milieu. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, I hate words. But um, <laughs> but you got a group of kids in, and you know what's going to happen day by day, right? You're going to have some issues here and there. But you put a yeah. kid in that's literally like attacking everybody, trying to sexually assault people that needs to be in some, a different facility, you shouldn't take them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty, I hated money, you know? Um, and I was just working as a social worker. So I was like, just disillusioned by politics. Uh, then I graduated with my master's in 2015 and, uh, June 5th, 2015, a, a boy named Khalif Browder, okay. uh, hung himself. Oh, and no. he was a uh, he was actually starting to become a juvenile justice advocate due to being in Rikers for three yeah. years um, for a stolen backpack. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's pretty familiar with that story. Um, that did something to me that I, I can't explain. Um, I was severely depressed. Mm -hmm. um, I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Oh, I, I kept thinking about this kid. Yeah. Um, and it just fucked me up so bad that I was like, I, I can't, so I have to do something. I didn't know what I was going to do yet, 
but I knew I had to do something. Um, and I was starting to do expert witness work for kids that were charged as adults. Um, so then I saw Bernie Sanders hey. speak. I think it was in like uh, June or July. And I was like, you know, I was like, I usually vote Democrat and I'll probably vote Democrat. Um, and, you know, Hillary's going to probably be the nominee. But I really like this Bernie guy. I like what he has to say. Uh, when he got the Black Lives Matter thing happened and, you know, like they bombarded him on the stage. The fact that he stood back and let them talk. Right. I was like, that's my man. Um, so I did everything I could for Bernie. Uh, I just fell in. Lo- I I loved him, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I was just a Bernie. Like I was a Bernie bro. I was like, I I got so, when he started to win, I started to get hope, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this this dude is talking what I I want to hear. This guy is talking about trying to change humanity mm-hmm. and trying to change how we look at things in this country in this world. Um, and I was so, you know, heartbroken. When the DNC fucked him over. Um, I was at the DNC in 2016 protesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was there when they um, like pulled guns on all of us and had uh, the National Guard there trying to keep us out because our delegates inside of the convention center were trying to walk out um, when they when Bernie gave up uh, his nomination and gave it to Hillary or whatever. So it was wild. Um, I unfortunately, I mean, I'm glad I didn't vote for Hillary and I I stand by that. I'm happy for that. Uh, I know that people blame me for Trump or whatever. I don't think that it was your fault. No, uh, you, you're not giving me something to vote for. You're, you're telling me to vote for a woman that literally called the children that I work with super predators. A woman that does not give a shit. She wouldn't even agree to fifteen dollars mm-hmm. for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, I was pissed, but I was very like, "All right, I'm going to get into the DSA and mm-hmm. uh, let me try to see what I can do." Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my boy, this kid Mick Pappas that I've known for years, like we knew each other through like the the hip hop scene. He used to be a b boy and stuff. Um, he had run for judge, but lost. So he decided to run for magistrate um, in the biggest uh, neighborhood in Pittsburgh. And in this uh, neighborhood, this specific area that Mick was running in, they had a horrible eviction rate. Terrible. So his whole thing was, you know, I'm going to drop these tenant, you know, Tenant landlord disputes. We're gonna get rid of this eviction shit, and we're gonna. We're, I'm not doing cash bail. Wow. Um, he was uh, endorsed by the DSA, so I really like Mick and I. Just like be, we had known each other before, but we had never. We didn't. We weren't like friends. Friends, you know. Um, and we became friends over this campaign, and um, he won. He beat the district or the the magistrate that was in was in for 24 years. Wow. And he was uh there was this like there's a gr- there were a, a group of like this this family the Costas. They're kind of like the Clintons of Western Pennsylvania. And we had an idea that we were going to target all four of them. Um because there's Jay Costa, Ron Costa, Paul Costa and Dom Costa. They're right. They were all in different positions. Mm-hmm. So we get Ron Costa out 
he was 24 years. We get him out. We put Mick in. And then uh, I helped with the Summer Lee in the Sarah Inamorado campaign. They're both representatives. Um, they both won. So that was uh, Sarah ran against Dom Costa and uh, Summer ran against Paul. They both won. So we like literally, you know, took over. It's um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, the DSA in Pittsburgh, they have their problems and stuff. I really am. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I still am a paid dues member, but I don't really do anything with them. Yeah. Um, a lot of with everything on the left over the years, there's a lot of drama that has occurred between a lot of leftist groups. Um, yeah. And again, I've always had the thing like, look, I don't give a shit. Who you don't like, who you don't talk to, whatever, whatever. If you're on the left and you want to help me with these kids, let's go. As long as you don't do anything like super uh, like offensive or yeah. you're not going against your beliefs, I don't give a shit who you have drama with. Because, um, you know, we see it. Ego gets involved. Yeah. Ego gets involved, you know. And I'm not, I, I'm not innocent in it. I mean, in 2017, I was screaming at people. Yeah, I was right. I was right. You fucked up. You fucked up. Like, why aren't you know? And I also did that whole like white white lib shit, uh, you know, and, and I had my black friends had to check me and be like, dude, we get it. You want, you know, but you you can't speak for uh, like, you know, they taught me basically how to truly be an anti-racist, um, you know, because, again, you can be right. You can be a non-racist, right? Mm-hmm. And you can be, um, you know, an ally to our black comrades, but you have to also know your place. Um, so it was good that, you know, you know, I had that with state people to say, look, we get it. You're an ally. Like, but this isn't, you know, this part isn't your role. Um, yeah. And I respected that because it's not about clout, ego. I don't give a shit about that. It, it's just not, I don't know. Good reminder for our, our white comrades, including uh, our, our, especially our, our new white comrades, including this guy named I Dan Simpson. I'm like, an, I'm like a new lefty, you know, I'm, I, I, but you're I, tr- doing, I try to know my place. Yeah. But you're opening, you're, you're opening yourself up. That's what, what you're open to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's first step, I, I hope first right. step. Absolutely. Right. Beautiful. Maria. All right, let's continue then. Uh, yeah, we've talked about, uh, you know, what you're up to and and uh, your current projects and uh, and whatnot. And we've chatted about your leftward bound journey. Um, yeah, um, let's 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 synthesize those two things. If you could distill those into, uh, you know, some some helpful life tips for perhaps a younger version of yourself. If you can go back in time, but that's not possible. So I don't know. Imagine something you could share with uh, someone in chat or watching the replay. Um, so one thing that I would say is don't take yourself way too seriously. Yeah. Um, try not to criticize yourself all the time. Um, Cause it's hard not to, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. That's a human experience. Um, don't be afraid to admit that. Or don't be afraid to admit that you don't know everything. Look, I don't know theory, right? I consider myself a leftist. I, I'm down with Marx. I, I'm down with, you know, communism and things like that. But 
I'm not a theorist, right? So I listen. Um, I think that people get so in their head that they can't see that other side. Again, I'm guilty with that with the kids, but you have to be willing to make mistakes. You have to be open to learning. Um, you know, and something that I really wish that I knew when I was growing up was to not do everything black and white, right? Mm. Um, you know, I was like a, a party girl when I was growing up. You know, I was at hip hop shows. I was out three, four nights a week. You know, like we ran Pittsburgh, all that shit. But that was everything, and it and it almost took me off track. But on the other side, after I did that, I threw everything into social work and activism. But that will emotionally drain you, and it'll physically beat the shit out of you. You'll feel it. Don't throw everything into this. Take time for yourself. Don't let people make you feel guilty for that. Um. Because you're not, you can't be good to other people if you don't take, if you're not good to yourself. You know? And don't be clicky. That mm. click shit is is bullshit, dude. Like, don't be clicky. Yeah, you got your group of people, you know. You know, yeah. there's people on Twitter that I'm closer with than I am with others. But right. it's just because I've had more conversations with them. You know? Kenzo mm -hmm. and I, I love Kenzo. Like, that's my boy. It doesn't mean that he's more, you know more important than anybody else that I'm cool with. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, open yourself up. Don't be clicky. Um, and be easy on yourself. Be okay to make mistakes. Listen, you know, get uncomfortable. That's a uh, wonderful, excellent advice, Maria. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Sort of check yourself. Uh, don't take yourself too seriously all the fucking time. Give yourself space to, you know, get away from it. Like drive a wedge in between all this shit that we're trying to solve. And then also your own sanity. Like spend some time on you. Like watch a movie. Um, yeah. Take a deep breath. I mean, I went, yeah, I went to Miami. I, all I wanted to do was see graffiti and art. Oh, Just wanted so nice. that. It, it was awesome. Winwood is yeah. the shit. Uh, beautiful art from all over the world but i ha yeah you got to do that to keep yourself sane mm -hmm. beautiful all right well that's uh that's some really good shit let's move on then to the leftist inquisition this is the questionnaire maria uh nice. a little lighthearted, and then uh we'll we'll get a little bit more introspective towards the end there all right all right first question uh, i don't know do you have a favorite word um I don't know. I, yeah. I say the word dude a lot. Yeah. I Same. use it as, as, as everything, an adjective, a verb, a pronoun, like all of that. And <laughs> and it's, sometimes it gets me, you know, like I've had not a lot, but I've had maybe like two times where people are like, don't say dude, like that's not my pronoun. And I have to like, explain. Oh, yeah. like I'm not saying it in that Sorry. way. Like I yeah. just, it's just a habit. Um, You know, I try to curb it a lot, but uh I mean, I curb it when I need to be professional, but like, well, even when I talk to the kids, I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? So I guess maybe dude. Maria, how about a uh, least favorite word? Oh. 
don't know. Um, it's okay. I really, you know, that's a hard question. Maybe like the word moist or something weird like that. <laughs> but other than that, I can't think of anything that like really, ugh, you know. That's fine. They're all dumb. They're all just dumb words. Yeah. They just point towards ideas. That's right. Uh, then Maria, a favorite drug or vice or guilty pleasure or any or all. Well, I'm yeah. definitely uh, a medical, medicinal and recreational user of cannabis. Um, Cheers. It's not for everyone. A lot of people like it. Some people don't like it. It doesn't do anything for them. Totally respect it. Uh, it's changed me. Um, and especially because uh, I was diagnosed with PTSD after my mom passed. And it helps me with sleep. I don't have any night terrors. I'm, you know, I still do therapy and stuff like that. But it's been, it's been very beneficial for my life. Um, and I'm definitely a cannabis activist. I mean, I don't think that it's cool that things are being legalized, right? Yeah. You got to let these people out of jail. Come on. You got to let them out of jail. Reparations. Right. They need reparations. Right. Right. And if you are going to dispensaries, you should see who's owning it. Um, oh. You should if and, and I think that dispensaries should be put in the neighborhoods that mm -hmm. these drug laws have most affected. Um, mm -hmm. And then my other vice is like anything pop culture from the 90s. Yeah. So like, or, or like the early aughts. Like yeah. I love any VH1 celebrity show from that time. Like Flavor of Love. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. I've seen that. <laughs> Like 50. I have it on DVD. <laughs> yeah. But anything like 90s pop culture, like I 90210, yeah. fucking love that show. Oh, have man. every season on DVD. Like, so it's just a very weird, you know, vice. But yeah. And then I don't know, music. If music is a vice, uh, definitely music. I mean, yeah. Beautiful. So. Beautiful. But pot, pot in 90s and early aughts pop culture. Or my it, vices. It sounds like a nice night, honestly. Let's get high and, and watch like uh, a pop-up video. You know? Oh, I have that. Right. I actually have that what? game. Is it a game? Yeah, there's a board game pop-up oh. video. Uh, so I'm when you sure. come visit Pittsburgh, we'll play it. All right. I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm, I'm skeptical, though. It'll be fine. Maria, next is uh, a question about your favorite sound or noise. Uh, one that you love. Bass. I love bass slap it up yes yeah bass well any any bass so yeah. like guitar bass um bass you know that's used by djs all that i love bass lines love them i, I always have that's probably why i got so into drum and bass right. um definitely because hip-hop i mean i grew up listening to r&b and and hip-hop but i also listened to a lot of rock too you know i was i was into punk for a minute um and I actually wanted to play the bass, so I bought one when I was like 19. Yeah. But I couldn't play like anything besides. I think there was one Ramon song that I was able to play because it was so you know easy or whatever. But uh, no, anything bass. I love bass. That's based. That is based. That's Loving bass is based for sure. All right, then uh, how about one uh, sound or noise that you hate or or intensely dislike? Uh, you know, whatever. Um, well, I hate hearing Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, her voice, I, I just, I'm like, oh, fuck, 
like that bitch. Like I gotta hear her again. I, like seriously, I I I hate her. I hate her, and I'm glad that she's never gonna be president. I think it's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, I hate yes. her. Um, and I it's also hilarious. like nails on a chalkboard, huh. or know. like that. Um, you know, like the the type of art that like people will scratch off, like the it's like black stuff on top to like can't do that either. Yeah, so, like soul shattering sounds. Yep, it's Hillary rough. Clinton chocolate <laughs> and whatever that black part thing. <laughs> yeah, fucking drive me crazy. Beautiful. Okay, uh, let's take a little turn here. Uh, speaking of like reincarnation, if uh, you could come back as a, I don't know, an, uh, a plant or a different animal, what would it be? I don't know. I mean. I love monkeys, like everybody yeah. on the left. I think monkeys are cool, but I honestly would like to come back as like a bear. Um, they're just cute to me and they're funny and like they fuck things up a lot. Like they'll just go into campsites and like steal food yeah. and beer. Like I love stories like that, like where like <laughs> bears get like trashed off of people's beer and stuff or my friend, uh, Shout out to my boy Nolan. Like my, my he's like my brother. He lived in Montana um, for a minute. I actually went and visited him out there and stuff. And bears are all all over the place. But yeah. our friend Andrew had left um, his sunroof open and he left Taco Bell in the car. So this bear came and literally like got into his car to get the taco. Fucked up his car. Everything. Um, yeah, I just think they're funny and I think they're cool so i'd like to come back as a bear probably loving it loving it um oh hold on here's the button uh the next question has to do with uh uh with i don't know uh, god you know if one day you find out that heaven and god are real and you know you show up at whatever version your uh your version of the pearly gates uh, what, what would you like to hear them say to you i'd like to tell them where my family is like, yeah, I would just yeah. like them to be like, your family lives like I don't I grew up Catholic, right? I'm not okay. Catholic at okay. all, but I would say I'm agnostic. Like, I don't know if there's something up there or not. I, yeah. I feel energies and stuff, but I would want God like so to me, heaven is like set up where there's like neighborhoods and shit and you can go visit people. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just like God to be like, oh, yo, like your grandma's living on this street and go see your mom and dad. Blah, blah, blah. And then like you could find out where like Tupac lived or whatever. This is all in my <laughs> high head. This is Your what version. I want heaven to be. I can't say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I want to be like, yo, where's that? Like I'd ask to talk to like fucking Joe. No, I'd ask to talk to Joe Strummer first. I'd want to talk yeah. to him after I talk to my family. All right. Like, and just tell him like, I love you. And the class changed my life. And mm. I would definitely go see old dirty bastard the first day. Like, you know, hit up my boy Doc that's up there, like my friends that have passed, and yeah. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. So, God, if you're listening. Yeah. I also, uh, I would like a golden chair just because I'm a social worker and I do God's work, so. It's only fair. Like, that's what people tell me. I, yeah. I don't think I do God's work. God's people work. People say that to me, but. Come on now. No, so no, I'm like, no. Right, I'll give say me a it. fucking yeah. gold chair in heaven. You deserve so, it. 
Doing the Lord's work, of course. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, if anyone's keeping track, it's the Lord, right? All right. So this one's a slightly different question. Uh, imagine uh, a, a leftist hero or heroes uh, that you'd like to meet, uh, dead or alive. Well, I've met Bernie before, but I'd yeah. like to have more of a conversation with him. Yeah, All I right. met him uh, in Pittsburgh. He spoke in 2016. Me, my mom, my friend Dave and his mom went. And we were in the front row because uh, my friend Dave's in a wheelchair. So we were in handicap. So Bernie walks, you know, he walks around and he gives everybody like handshakes. And like I was just bawling. And he came over to me and he and I was like, Senator, I, all I could say was I can't wait. Like. And he gave me a hug and was like, oh. thank you for coming. And then oh. it was just like, I have a picture and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to talk to him more. Um, definitely Fred Hampton. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I think that he is was one of the most intelligent people um, that, that we've had on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, I might get shit for this, but I'd also mm. like to meet... Um, Bernadine Dorn from the Weather Underground. Okay. Uh, the reason for that is um, I, I know she was totally privileged and the Weather Underground fucked shit up on the left. You know, like yeah. it, it wasn't the way to go. Right. But Bernadine Dorn actually became a juvenile justice expert. So oh. she's an expert in um, defense for juvenile lifers without like life without possibility of parole. I had gotten a chance to meet her. I spoke at a um, the National Juvenile Defenders Conference uh, with my uh, mentor, Tiffany um, Sizemore, who is running for judge in Pittsburgh, by the way, and she's awesome. But uh, Bernadine Dorn was there because she, like, started that conference or whatever, yeah. and she was, like, in the one part of the lobby, and I saw her, and I just bitched out. Like, I couldn't go up to her. Um, uh, so, yeah, did she fuck up? Did the weather underground, were they, you know, bad for, did they make m- major mistakes that affected our movement? Yeah. Uh, but I do think that she did turn her life around and I just think it's awesome that she fights for kids. Um, so yeah, but, but Fred Hampton definitely like he is, he is just one person I would just want to sit down with. Cause he just, you know, there, there's something about what he did and how he was able to bring people together uh, and how he spoke that just astounds me. Beautiful, Maria. How about, um, I don't know, you had the chance to meet uh, either of these and perhaps you could talk about what you've talked to me today and you could share maybe more about your life if you had uh, time. I don't know. What, what would you imagine they would say to you now? Who? Who? Uh, we talked about Fred Hampton. We talked about the Weather Underground. Uh, uh, I, th- I think you said Bernadette oh, Dorn. Either or Bernie Sanders. Any uh, all. What do you think they'd, they'd mention to you? Um, I think that they would probably tell me, you know, to keep fighting, I guess. Um, I think that they would probably mention something about, uh, you know, the one thing that I am that I am kind of cocky about is like I do have a passion for this, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I would hope that they would see that, um, you know, and I would just hope maybe for them to give me advice on how to be better, uh, hmm. at what I do and, and be more cognizant of hmm. things like what, what are things that I'm missing as a leftist? Because I'm not perfect. 
And I'm never going to be perfect. None of us are. All you can do is grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would want them to to say something to me that really made me think mm-hmm. um, about my own growth as a leftist act, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just as a person in general. And to take that to the next level, imagining uh, uh, that, you know, we're still alive, you still have time, you still have time to reach goals and set goals and try new things. I don't know, what would you love for them to be able to say to you uh, at the end of your life? If, uh, I don't know, you you bumped into them in heaven or some shit. I would like them to, I, I would hope that they would say something to me about the work I did. Yeah. Um. Just, just, and not, and I'm not saying like, oh, you were this amazing social worker or whatever. But I would hope that they would acknowledge like the changes that not only I but other people that are working in, you know, whether it's juvenile justice, child welfare, whether it's you know, um, economic stuff, schools, whatever. I would hope that they would be able to say, "Wow, you guys really did make a difference. You guys did make movement." Um, you know, I know we hear that from Bernie and stuff, but I don't know. I think it would just be different on a personal level, you know? Yeah. So. Maria, that's beautiful. I really appreciate, uh, you coming to buy to, to share, uh, everything that you've done. You know, I, I often talk to a lot of people, um, who much like me are very much online and. Yeah, I'm trying to like figure out where I fit and 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 what I could do. Maybe 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 my strengths do just lie online in this online space. But um, I'm very happy, and I think we should all be very fortunate that you took to Twitter in the way that you did. Because otherwise, we wouldn't have found you. You wouldn't be here. You'd be out there fucking kicking ass, and um and 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 we'd never know uh, as very online leftists what it means to go out there and. Yeah, do the Lord's work. Like fucking do do the work. The work. Um, so thank you for dropping by. Now, this sort of uh, wraps up the the leftist inquisition. My portion of the leftist inquisition. We still have about five ten minutes here to chat. Uh, we can take any questions from the chat if you happen if you happen to have that pulled up. And this is also your time to ask me any questions that you have in mind. I don't need I, this. Doesn't have to be entirely one sided. I want to open it up to you as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I mean, however, I can help you, Dan. Hmm. You just let me know. Okay. Um, you know, I again, I'm one person, I can't yeah. do much, but if there's any, you know, and I tell everybody this if there's organizations you want me to push, I'll push them. If I have an extra five dollars, I'll throw it to a mutual aid, um, mm-hmm. person. So, you know, I think that the, uh, the question for, for you is what, yeah. what would you like from us? Uh, you know, well, I I know you say you're a baby leftist, yeah. but you know what do you what what can we do, like all uh, of us? And well, I, I'm just sort of like thinking about like what what could be done through this channel here specifically, and I think uh, uh, having you on as sort of an advocate for what you advocate for, and sort of like that is is like if if I can like consider that like your specialty and that's what you have to bring to the table and and what i would love to be able to have the the chance to share with my audience uh be that the live audience here and of course we'll be posting this on youtube or or the patreon yeah 
So, um, you know, I, I, I very much want to uh, be able to live in a world where I can be aware of everything, but I, I know I can't. Uh, so I, I have to cede some things to some people while at the same time, I know that I want to be able to cover certain stories, but I think I, w I would love to be able to say, you know, you are my, 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 uh, just just justice overall correspondent, but specifically juvenile justice. You have a lot of uh, uh, like actual fucking experience that we can use and talk about and and be be able to like dig down and figure shit out and and uh, and share that with folks. I think that that would be helpful, and uh, I'll have to consider more uh, how else we can we can utilize your your brain and you, you just uh, your experience. That yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean. I know, like, I annoy people sometimes what? with it, but I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Mm, Blame the that. kids that, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're, uh, they're... So, so we'll have you on again. I'm I'm looking forward to shooting out another invite. We'll have you on weeks, couple weeks, maybe a month or so. Let's yeah. get you on. Let's sort of get this uh, to be a regular thing. We've gotten the intros out of the way. Now I know you. My audience knows you a little bit more. Now we can start digging in uh, to even some more real work, right? Yeah, and you're Beautiful. coming on Worst Week yet. Let's so. go. Let's go. I'm so excited to hang out with y'all. Um, okay, any questions from the chat? I'm not seeing any. Uh, we loved hanging out with you today, Maria. If you have any final questions for me, we can do that. Otherwise, uh, maybe we part ways. No, I mean, okay. I, I love you. I think you're doing a great yeah. job, Dan. I think Thank you're you. a really good person. Um, oh. you're, you're genuine. Uh, and I okay. like that. I, I love genuine people. I love when people are just raw and real. Mm. I hate facades. Like, just be human, you know? Make mistakes. Admit that you're a fuck up sometimes. Like, that is, <laughs> that's human, you know? So I appreciate you, dude. I think you're doing a great job on this. And I loved Thank when, you. you know, when you had mentioned what you were going to start to do, I had mentioned it to Andy and Dan. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, my boy's doing this. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's truly wonderful, and I really appreciate that very much. Um, okay. Well, Maria, we have invited you here in the spirit of building lefty unity, power, and strength in the same spirit. I'm thanking you for uh, everything you've shared today with me, and I will bid you adieu. Thank you so much. Love your face, Maria. Love you so much. Love you, too. Thank you so much for having me on, and thank you to the audience. So hit me yeah. up. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oops. I think I broke something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's Maria. I just chatted with a girl named Maria. I have a rule where I don't make fun of any anyone's name until the moment that the stream is over. <laughs> and suddenly that sound will never be that name will never be the same to me. Maria, I just spoke to a girl named Maria. Yo, that's actually the only good musical that's like not a comedy that exists. It's the only one. Hey, YouTube, you're watching a clip from my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Simpson, where you can follow for free and subscribe for only $5 a month. Thanks for watching.